Welcome everybody. This is Rebels React to the filmography of Arnold Schwarzenegger week two. We are the Huber Rebels. My name is Jordan. And my name is Ethan. And my name is Maya. And this week we're doing Pumping Iron versus the villain. Uh, Pumping Iron from 1977, the villain from 1979. I guess first question, have either of you guys seen these movies before we watch them here? No. No. Neither have I. So far I'm Not over at four on these Arnold movies. Going... Going through his entire filmography, I've seen three, maybe four. Really? No, yeah, maybe, I maybe actually I like five. I, know, I honestly track. don't think I'm much higher than that. No, like, he I've did a Terminator lot. 1 and yeah. 2, and... I guess I've seen those. Three. Terminator, the most recent one. Yeah, I, and I, I hate even counting that. That actually might be it. <laughs> if he Just was the in, Terminator movies? I saw Expendables. I saw the Expendables that he was in. I Maya, didn't. what about you? This was your idea. Have you seen a lot of? <laughs> I've Arnold seen movies? all the Terminator movies, Total Recall, which he was okay. in, and um, Kindergarten Cop, Twins. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's Junior. Uh, there's Junior. A lot of those kind of goofier ones. Yeah, yeah. I, that's. I've, I've seen a lot of his movies, and, I've se- and I love all of them. <laughs> Hence the motivation for this. I was telling her how <laughs> I've seen. I feel like I've seen like Junior and Twins and uh, Kindergarten Cop, I, like maybe, maybe pieces once of them. and maybe pieces of them. Yeah. Oh no, so, I've seen all of those. And that's the difference. A lot. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. That's so funny. So um, I went with the uh, I went with the my shirt is themed to strong people because that was half of what this week is about. My shirt is uh, Country Legend Mike Tucson in honor of the uh, Western that we're going to be talking about later. Um, look at I, that we i have a cute cardigan on that's just great oh my perfect. god perfect. charming jones <laughs> is that was no charming handsome stranger no charming yeah. jones yeah you're right yeah. yeah i was thinking that she was that was his name anyways let's get into pumping iron first oh i was gonna say so uh quick shout out to my manager at work gabe if you're watching this he's a big arnold fan and when i told him about this he's like you guys should watch the documentary and that wasn't even on my radar so we did actually punt a movie. It was like a one-hour TV movie with Lucille Ball, which I'm kind of bummed. Like, I would have liked to see that also. But We can do that as a bonus content after sure. we finish it off. But this was, you know, like a feature-length documentary. I'm like, this yeah. is, it'll be nice to kind of mix it up a little bit. So that's why we're doing this. Thank you, Gabe. So, Pumping Iron Thank from you. 1977, uh, directed by George Butler and Robert Fiore. Um, it basically covers... The whole, you know, weeks and months leading up to the 1975 Mr. Olympia competition, which Arnold was going to be uh, competing in. Um, so I believe it starts with it starts with Arnold. I'm not sure if it's also it looks like Lou Ferrigno that he's with in the beginning. But I don't remember when they're like I training with the ballerina and she's teaching them how to do all their their poses and stuff. Poses, which I thought yep. was so cool because you always see them do that be it just you know you assume it's kind of a natural thing but like yeah. there's definitely an art to it you know and like you have to practice oh yeah to get um, that down so that was that was cool to see that you know it doesn't just come to them they have to be taught by a dancer you know to really give that presentation um i will i so i took that as arnold being like damn you are next level like i think of i think of guys like kobe like kobe would do stuff outside of basketball uh-huh. that would yeah. make him better at basketball yeah and i'm like right guarantee you other bodybuilders are not going to ballet classes and that is like probably wouldn't even thing. want to be caught dead in there you know exactly and it's yeah. like he will do whatever to become the best because it's not just about being the biggest or the strongest like it is a yeah a performance so that's what i learned watching this yeah and a question i had when we watched this like I assume they have to still do these, but are these still a thing? Like, is Mr. Olympia still a thing? Oh, yeah, 100%. A thing? And I, I researched a little more it. into it. Yeah? Yeah. Let me, if, you know, when, when the time is right, let me know what you found about it, because I feel like I you will. just don't hear about these. I'll, I'll talk about it at the, the end once we go through this. Sure, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> then my other question, you, you see a couple of competitions at the beginning of the movie, and there's people in the audience just cheering for these, oh, yeah. these men. And like, oh, it's like, yeah. who goes to these events? Dude, there's a fan base for everything. Who is the kind of person that goes to an event to just watch a guy flex on a stage and just lose your mind to it? It's, yeah. 
it has to be i was surprised because it's got to be more than just the person's relatives (laughs) yeah those are fans those are like actual fans yeah i don't get it either you also see like some of the people are just as excited for every single person that goes up on that yeah. stage. Oh, they it's are. Like they just have a favorite. I... They're just like, that dude's massive. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the exact <laughs> same thing. The only, I think it might be hard for us to understand because there's so many things to do nowadays. There was a sure. lot less to do, I feel like, before. And that was probably exciting compared to a lot of stuff. Sure. I can see that. Maybe. I really don't know. I, I think we also don't get it, too, just because, I don't know, they all looked the same when they stood up there. I mean, there was, like, a noticeable difference sometimes, but, you know, I was surprised in general, there weren't more classifications. Like, it was just yeah. sub-200 and above 200. Like, there yeah. wasn't yeah. height differences, you know, it was just, I, I agree with you, they, they did all look very similar um, for the most part. Um, so, anyways, uh, we start with Arnold showing up at Gold's Gym in Venice, um, which we've all heard of him, you know, being a big proponent of, big uh, member of. And, you know, it goes way back to the early 70s of him going there. And he's going around shaking everyone's hand. Hey, Big Mike. Hey, Big Tony. Hey, Big Steve. Hey, Big Rick. It's like, (laughs) is that everyone's nickname? Yeah. Big something. Um, I love that whole scene. It was cool like i really liked aren't like he seems like a friendly guy and yeah. he wants to encourage people and you see videos of him you know nowadays and he's still at the gym whoever he passes by you know yep. he's encouraging them to get the extra rep you know add more weight and i i think that's really cool of he him. loves it yeah um at this point in the documentary we're 101 days away from the mr universe and mr olympia competitions which i think go hand in hand i think you know once the uh, mr universe is the day before the mr olympia i believe um and one or two of these guys that we see in the gym are actually recognizable from the first two movies we lo- we watched last week um one of the blonde guys was uh his competitor in uh stay hungry uh at the end it, it comes down to arnold and one other guy and i think he was the guy who won mr olympia or sorry mr universe in this movie um okay that guy the american mike katz no i was so i was gonna say mike not mike mike katz was the one ken waller yeah um we see him and i'm like i know that guy like he looks he looks very familiar i thought he looked familiar but also not at all i'm blanked between the two of them like maya said they do look very similar when there's that much muscle it's hard to look at the face it's like (laughs) just all pecs and biceps at that point Um, at this point, uh, Arnold is the reigning five-time consecutive Mr. Olympia, trying to win it for his sixth and final time. Um, Arnold believes that people trying to drive a quarter mile in five seconds is just as strange to him as sculpting his body uh, might be to others. So, he, you know, he, he sees people doing drag racing. He's like, "Why? who cares? You, so you souped up your car fast enough to do that. And people think the same thing about bodybuilding. He's like, so we disagree. Cool. This is my thing. Yeah. That's your thing. Let's just leave each other alone. And then we get into just how much Arnold likes lifting weights. It feels good. It sure does. Yeah, the pump, right? So it, uh, apparently this is an infamous clip of his. I, I had heard this. I just didn't know it was from it, this documentary. It sounded familiar. I feel like I had heard of it, but I, don't re- I didn't really remember it. So when I saw it, it wasn't, oh, my God, this is the clip. I was watching it and just being like, oh, oh wow. I was just taking it in stop. as it was happening. No pun intended. Um, yeah, uh, the the feeling he gets from lifting weights is um, better than having sex with a beautiful woman. Yeah. Um, it's it's better. Do we want to say it? Like, do we want that to be on no, our content? No, we don't need to say it. You know what he it is. He just Look enjoys it, it a lot, okay? He, he says yeah. it many times, and he really likes it. Um, he explains how throughout his day, everything he does feels like that. Yeah, he's like, lucky me, I get to do this all day long. Oh my god, yeah. But it wasn't just the lifting weights. It was the, he said it was the posing. It was the, oh, right. Everything. Like the art of it, yeah. Like every step and variation of it just got him off. Well, you could see because he was very happy. He was happy all the time. He was constantly smiling. I don't know, you guys see his face when he's lifting those weights? Yeah. He's, Uh, he's got quite a face going on. I was telling her, I was like, this is why, like, if even he has to make that face to like lift weights, like 
I feel like people try to look so cool at the gym and right. it's like, it's not about looking cool. No, not at all. It doesn't matter what your face looks like. No. Lots of hard work. Yep. Um, so the last thing we see at the gym is Arnold just kind of helping people get their, their poses right. Cause that's obviously a huge part of uh, lifting and lifting a lot of weight correctly is you have to have yeah. the right form. And he wants to, you know, he's not selfish. Like he wants to make sure everyone else is doing it properly also. Um, we then move to Mike Katz. Um, he is one of the best amateur bodybuilders at this time. Um, he's a full-time middle school teacher, I think they said. High school teacher yeah. or something. He's a full, full-time teacher. Um, and he was picked as a young kid, uh, picked on as a young kid, and got into working out and bodybuilding as a form of kind of self-therapy. Um, he was very scrawny as a child, and now he's huge. Um... He doesn't usually win his competitions, but he says that he's always the one that gets the most cheer and applause, no matter what he does. Um, And he believes uh, that the Mr. Universe competition this year will be between him and Ken Waller, who we mentioned before was in uh, Stay Hungry from last week's video. So they go to, I think, South Africa, right? So, yeah, the two competitions, Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe is, um, I think they said not a professional bodybuilding competition yeah. like it's it's for the amateurs it's and the notch below you do that first then you go up to mr you win olympia. that and then they take winners of the mr universe competition to go to the mr olympia championship yep. um but i thought they had said that arnold was winning them both in the same year or not I, he won like two mr universe i think or something and then he just and then he was just kind of locked into mr olympia at it that point. seems like he was reigning champ i think right okay okay so we we get to the mr universe competition and it's between mike katz and ken waller and mike katz uh who is the teacher doesn't even make the final three he comes in yeah. fourth place and we follow him down into like the locker room and you could see how sad he is because like he's worked so hard at this, but he's also very gracious. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. Like, you know, he can hear, he's like, oh, wow, you know, Ken, Ken won. He, uh, oh, he got really I, I excited go congratulate him. him. Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, there's obviously probably some tension between them and they want to beat each other, but it was really, I, I liked, I liked Mike a lot you know it's a good he, it seems like a good community yeah for sure it does yeah, it doesn't it seem hostile very, at all. like they're very supportive of yep. each other which even though they're competing because they help yeah. each other feel so good all day long um so Arnold introduced his dad to bodybuilding when he was a teenager um he won the first contest he ever entered junior Mr. Europe um his father was a police chief in Austria giving him a somewhat strict upbringing um, which caused Arnold to dream of going to America um, when he grew up. Um, and he had been dreaming of coming here since he was 10 years old. Um, and he mentions wanting to always be remembered like Jesus for thousands of years. Like he just wants yeah. to be that kind of like icon of a person that that was always a be spoken very of. telling kind of explanation he gave. Yeah. It's like, I mean, wow, that's what you're motivated by. No wonder. You became it's what you became. Who, who you are, yeah. I mean, he he accomplished it in spades. You know, he yeah. he wanted to be an icon. He wanted to be a household name. And God, did he do it. You know, he's probably one of the highest that there's ever been. Um, he was during one, at one point, the highest paid. That's, that's crazy. Kind of like how that. The Rock is now. Like, at sure. one point, he was that guy. Like you better get him in your movie. And he was in every movie, like, or not every movie, but a lot. Have we Probably not had less... The Rock in an MCU movie yet? No, I don't believe so. He'll definitely, he'll show up. He'll show up. I just, sorry, that just hit me like, like a lightning bolt. I mean, we're getting, um, no, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Listen to the podcast if you want to hear about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, we then meet Lou Ferrigno, who you may know. Um, he's rather famous himself. Uh, he is 24 at this point, and he is a Mr. America and two-time Mr. Universe winner. He is eligible for Mr. Olympia this year. He is 6'5 and the biggest bodybuilder ever. Yep. He admires Arnold, but believes that he is the guy to beat him in the Mr. Olympia competition this year. Um, as I mentioned, you may know him. He went on to portray the Hulk uh, in the TV show and at least a couple movies or so, I think, right? Yeah. He, he, he is the Hulk. Um classically um even he though is we have the og hulk now. yeah like og um, lock he's OG for hulk. reasons he's 
enormous. He doesn't look that big when you see him in these, you know, videos, but he is a huge dude. Um, it says he was skinny as a kid, um, but he was really interested in all the muscle books and magazines. Um, and that's how he got into weightlifting. And his dad is such a great encouragement to him. Yeah. That's another part I, like, I really liked about this movie is their uh, chemistry. Like he's a really good coach to him. Um, always giving him advice and, you know, even if he doesn't always take it, they just, they seem to really mesh really well together and, and he pushes him really well. Um, I also noticed, I, I liked how like sharp and quick witted Arnold is oh, for someone he... who only recently learned English, English somewhat recently. Like he can give little jabs and joke around with people so well. And like, oh, he he's, loves so, it. he's so funny. <laughs> he loves it. He loves those jabs. I love. I love that about him, though. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that that doesn't have to do with English. Yeah, you could do so that. I, in th- any, no, I think any it language. definitely does. I think it definitely does. I think it's well, definitely I mean, his personality. It's his personality. Whatever language oh, no, he's know, speaking, but, he's gonna be like that. Yeah, but he's but so fluid. Like you know, he's not like trying to find the the right word. Like he has it. Like he knows oh, no. exactly the right words. But to master that to... in another language, is, I think, is, is yeah. really impressive. That's what I'm saying. For yeah, sure. Like that's that's super impressive. Like, yeah. I think he has better banter with people than than I could ever have. You know, oh, in, in some aspects. <laughs> Seeing the the mind games and his mental his mental mm. game, but like his the the way he's able to toy with people and measure them, and I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's. I just again, I think of like guys like Kobe and Michael Jordan who just say one comment or do one thing, and and it just it kind of it's like a brain ninja. Yeah, right. And we see it's, that it's in some a lot later mental. scenes, yeah. and oh, it's yeah. just like, dude, this this guy is the guy. Yeah, it almost seems like no wonder everybody had such a hard time beating him because they had to beat right. his mentality yep. mentally. Which, yeah, yeah, which was like. How do you beat that? Like once you hear this guy talk, I think that's what I loved about this too is just getting to know Arnold. Like yeah. I yeah. had no clue how little of him I knew. Yeah. He's you know? he's strong. He looks incredible. He's yeah. smart and his confidence and his swagger is through the roof. Like yeah. that's I, a deck combination. I can only imagine what it was like doing movies with him. Like yeah. especially later on. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his the presence he had and I'm really excited with this new lens to to continue on through this right yeah me too. this is a great idea it's yeah. cool to i'm glad we got this like actual real arnold view also not yeah. just mm-hmm. his early acting because it's nice to see him not acting and just be himself yeah. um we we see lou Frigno training in new york a little bit and it is intense you can tell that his only goal in life is to beat arnold in this competition so much so that every not every time but when he's lifting his rep each time he's screaming arnold you know like he just wants to be Arnold. That's all he cares about. Um, this isn't as important. We meet another guy named Franco Colombo. He is uh, the best bodybuilder under 200 pounds, which will kind of come into play because that's the classification in these competitions. They group them by under 200 and over 200. Um, he's been a contender for Mr. Olympia for five years, but intends to win this year. Uh, he is so strong, which I guess this is a test of his strength, that he exploded one of those like hot water bags yeah, I, re- I read that. I didn't it? really. I can't. I can't like put a frame of reference around how impressive that is. But I'll take that as impressive. I mean, I know I could never do that. But like, no. does it, what does that have to do with your body strength? I don't know. It's, maybe it it's does. like ripping a phone book. I'm like, I don't actually know what that takes. <laughs> right. I know it's that's a lot more technique than than it is strength. Like I See, saw there, exactly. You have to just angle it correctly and just start tearing it like at the right angle and then it just all kind of follows but there you I go. Don't know. Um so we we see Arnold is not afraid of losing. Um if his competitors arrive out of shape, then perfect. He'll win. If they arrive in shape, he's confident that he can get in their heads uh, and persuade them to lose, uh, especially whoever is rooming with him. He seems to think that he can get in that person's head quite well and yep. uh distract them. Um the morning of the Mr. Olympia competition, Arnold has breakfast with Lou and his family, uh, and he looks as calm and comfortable as ever, just joking might, around with Lou and his parents. It was really cool. And Seeing him just be like, look, look, I'm so nervous. 
Like you see that and you're like, I can't do, I can't even, I can't even attempt to rattle this guy. He's already five steps ahead of me. Because he might be, he might be nervous, but he, if he plays like he isn't, then you're already losing, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. because Lou looks nervous or, or he at least looks more focused. focused. He's focused, but he probably is nervous, you know? Arnold's just, it makes it like shaky rather than like everybody just being cool. It's kind of like, wait, what, what is happening? Yeah. It makes you kind of uncertain. You're like, should I be as cool and, and confident as you? Yeah, or exactly. Should I be focused? What were you going to say, Maya? I was going to say that something that was m- the most memorable for me was like right before they both went out to compete against each other in the... The green room, we'll the call green, it. Is the yeah, green yeah. room where they Locker have the weights and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He really got into his head there. He really did. So they were they have weights in that room and they're lifting them, of course. Yeah. And like Lou Ferrigno is He kinda you know, looked pissed a little bit. He's like, dude, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh, he lost in that room. Oh, before yep. he ever 100%. went out. And Arnold's just like goofing around, right? It it was weird watching Obviously they they cut it to make it look like Arnold is, you know, just kind of goofing around and calm and cool as a cucumber the entire time. But you know he has his intensity probably also. Like you you yeah. see him goofing around, and you're like, dude, are you are you ready? Like are you actually preparing? Or are you just trying Wait. to get in everyone else's heads? But you know he has that moment too. When you're the five time champ, in. you can do that. But he well, was yeah. also working out. He was yeah. like wetting sweat yeah. off oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. They I just, just want to know what the actual that what the actual balance was of like, yeah. did he have his own focus time also where he like needed to, you know, zone out and block everything else out of, out of his head. But I don't know. Um, so there, there's a pre-judging for this competition. Um, so the judges get to look at each of the contestants before the crowd comes in and gets all riled up and distracting. Um, that's more just a, a show um, for everything. They do the judging beforehand. Which and I didn't in, know, and I thought I that was either. really. I was like, that makes a lot more sense because there's, there's a lot, so much sense. How do they go out, do do do, and then you pick a winner off of that little amount? It's like, no, that's where they can Especially do all the technical. During the show, like a lot of time, they're out there at the same time too, and it's like, oh, wait, oh no, can you do that flex again? Ah, oh, crap, I missed it. It's like, yeah, this is more just let me look exactly. at you. And what they're checking for is symmetry, proportion, and size and clarity of each muscle group. Yep. Um, which makes sense. Um. And then, as I said, there's two classes under 200 and over 200 pounds, and then they pick one winner of each, and those two go head-to-head for Mr. Olympia. Um, we mentioned Lou Ferrigno and his dad. Uh, their coaching and their kind of uh, chemistry is really good. Um, Arnold's confidence uh, is unbelievable, but so is his body, uh, is a note that I made. Um <laughs> Arnold talks about not letting outside neg- negativity affect his competitions and his performances. He trained himself to not care about anything such as relationships and trivial things. However, one year, his mother called him to tell him that his father had passed away two months before a contest. Um, mm-hmm. She asked him to come home for the funeral, and he had to tell her no. And it seemed like he didn't even have the heart to really tell her why. Like, he couldn't even get into that. He's just like, I... I can't deal with this. I have a competition yeah. coming up. I can't think about this. I can't deal with this. And like, that's how intense it is. You know, even when one of his parents passed away, he had to brush it off. It's next level. Yeah. It's Again, how, how do you beat that? Someone that has that mentality, like he's one. Before I, I can't do what no. he just did. Mm-mm. Like, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think I can do that. Nope. So. It's, it's <laughs> not not a, most people won't and can't. Right. Um, so the winner of the under 200 pound contest is Franco Colombo, Mr. Exploding Water bad guy. Um, and then over 200 pounds, Lou Ferrigno comes in third out of the only three over 200 pound contestants, which I actually found shocking. Yeah, they only uh, I, get the top three. As Well, no, I just as much as uh, as they played him up, I thought he was at least going to come in second. But there was this French guy who also looked unbelievable. Yep. Who who was better than him? And Lou came in essentially last, uh, you know, in his category. Uh, obviously, uh, Arnold wins his category, so it comes down to Arnold and Franco Colombo. Um, they're really good friends. They were rooming together, I believe, uh, for this competition. Um, and can you believe it? Arnold Schwarzenegger wins for the sixth year in a row. Um, and it is after he wins that he announces he is retiring from com- competitive bodybuilding um he's never going to stop bodybuilding he you know it's his life it's his 
passion, but he's done with competing, um, which I'm sure shocked the world at the time. Um, and then they sing happy birthday to Lou Ferrigno, uh, which I don't and know if Arnold, that was the same day. And, and Arnold wore the best shirt ever. <laughs> I forget what it said. It was great, but what did it say? It was like Arnold is the best or something like that. It was, yeah, it was just it, so it's something along those lines. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I also like too that like all Lou wanted was to beat Arnold. Yep. And he didn't do it this year, and then Arnold retires. So he yep. never gets to beat him. Yep. I'm sure I, I didn't I should have researched it. it. I, I'm sure Lou probably won Mr. Olympia at some so point. So he I believe he returned and he I uh, I I, I want to say he won, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I want to say he won like twice. Okay. And then something and then he that and then he decided to or maybe he even lost. See, and that's why I shouldn't be just and then he fl- he flipped to Hollywood. He decided bodybuilding was not for him, and I'm going the Hollywood route. And he did right. that for the rest of his career. That makes but, me so sad because this documentary made me like. I really liked Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I do too. Like, he was he was like a softy and just like a good boy that listened to his dad. And but he got, I don't know. There was something a, so like sweet about him. He got a big break in Hollywood. Yeah, no, he did, but it looks like he never won Mr. Olympia. I that's why I don't think he did. I think that he just kind of walked away. He got Oh, wait, I'm confused cuz I thought the documentary made it seem like this was his first time competing for Mr. Olympia. It seems like in 1974 he was in it and he got second place. And then he got third, and it looks like he didn't do it again until 1992 in which uh time he got 12th, but I don't think he ever won. Yeah. So he he made his name in Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. As yeah. as did Arnold. Um, and that's pumping iron. Um, did you uh, did you have any competitive bodybuilding stats? You were uh, you said so you had current. I I decided I wanted to look up like wait so is Arnold like the goat of bodybuilding? Mm-hmm. And I just like I, from that community I wanted to hear what like kind of people said and. Uh, he's kind of consensus, uh, like he's the, he's the greatest bodybuilder of all time. Everything that came with his persona, his presence, he elevated the sport during what they called the golden era. And we got to see him at the height of that. That's cool. And now we get to see you. So he was number two. He popularized it, right? Yeah, I think, I believe so. Yeah. And then number one was Ronnie Coleman. Which, when I saw this, I was like, I definitely remember that name and seen pictures when I was in middle school and stuff of the crazy buff guy. And he showed up in the 90s, like late 90s. And he literally showed up to Mr. Olympia in like 1997 or 1998 at Madison Square Garden. And the judges and everybody was just like, what? We've never seen anything like this. He was just so massive. Oh, this guy's big. And he he went what he was like 300 pounds oh my and, god and he and he won and then he went on to win like eight or something so he's considered the best i think because yep. he was the biggest like his numbers blew away anything before kind of a thing but well, arnold's can i, can I just say <laughs> this guy's insane he's freakishly big yeah and i would say just barely arnold still looks like sort of like normal like he's huge but when you compare Ronnie coleman is insane yeah. Like he looks like an alien. He's so freaking yeah. jacked. Um, that's funny you, you said that because that's what uh, Lou's dad was saying about him. He's like, "You're gonna go out there and they're gonna act like they never saw anything like you before." He's like, "You're back. Like you're like they're gonna lose their minds. You're so huge." Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's not not the case. Yeah. Did you enjoy it, Maya? Yeah, I loved it. I like I said, I it did what a documentary should do and it exposed you to like an entire world that you didn't really know yeah. existed and you leave it having a huge appreciation for like bodybuilding and, yeah. and what they do. And I didn't realize they were so like mathematical about it. Like, Oh, you oh. know, like everything needs to be symmetric. And when Arnold says, he's like, if I want to, you know, grow one muscle group, everything else has to grow oh, yeah. Yeah. symmetrically. It's like, oh god, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. And because so there's like an there's a piece. lot more intelligence to it than oh, I yeah. thought. I can't imagine trying to do that. That sounds just trying to yeah. get you when you when you work out, you're like, I just want to get bigger. Yeah. To to be yeah. like half an inch here and 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 here. Like I I can't yeah, I can't even imagine yeah. the work that it takes to, yeah. to hone that. You're 
he, I think he described it, right? You're a sculptor. It's easy. You can just sculpt that. I'm sculpting this from the inside. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I thought Which that was is less precise, but like they are able to do it in a precise it way because it shows how impressive it is. Yeah. So, well, so th this, this, this was seen Arnold. We saw him in 1975, even though this came out in 1977, this was, we saw, this was Arnold 1975. He would have been 27, I think 28, 27 sounds right. Yeah. 27, 28. And, uh, his next movie and the next movie that we watched, which kind of, I would say is his like foray into his later Hollywood career is the villain 1979. So this is yeah. technically four years after. Yeah. And uh, honestly, he just kind of shows up. Yeah. This movie uh, movie gets going. So it's also starring Kirk Douglas. Yes. And, and as, as the, the as outlaw. The titular villain. Yes. The titular villain. Cactus Jack. And Anne Margaret as Charming Jones. That's yes. pretty much the three main charming, characters. Charming, charming. I'm just gonna say before we get into this, the music was phenomenal. I'm pretty sure they just played one song over and over again. It was the same song, like the same music with different, different words. I think yeah, it was like different, different parts people. of one long song, and they would I show think you're right. sections of it, and then at the yeah. end they showed the whole song, kind of a thing. It was amazing. And so it start it starts out. Uh, basically, we're in this uh, western town. Well, before that, actually, we the intro scene is with is with uh, uh, Kirk Douglas is the villain. He's riding across with Monument Valley in the background. Yeah, and he comes up on a train. Also, we knew nothing about this movie when we started it. Mm -hmm. All and I knew so, was the poster. Yeah, and which, who, which like, gives a little bit away, but. No, I didn't even. Not much. I, I was like, the, "Oh, it's a Western movie with Arnold. What are we gonna? What are we gonna get?" Yeah. And so the first scene, he shows up. It's and tone. gets off his horse, <laughs> and the train is a coming. Uh huh. And he's ready, and we're he's I, ready to jump on that train. He's getting on that train. Yeah. And he jumps, and the train goes, and he falls flat on the ground. <laughs> and I think we both look at it. We're like. Is this a comedy? <laughs> exactly. That's what we did. We looked at each other and we we're like, is this a comedy? Because he's dressed in all black. So yeah. you know this this guy's the bad guy. Yeah. Okay. And he's trying to jump on a train because we know what he's trying to do. He's, he's trying to rob it. <laughs> Couldn't look more like a bandit, you know, dressed all in no. black with the bandana over his nose. Mm -hmm. Like I, I immediately it had my attention. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is what we're in for. <laughs> and and then uh the I think the the next scene is he he heads into a town. Yes. To try to rob a bank, and yes. this guy is super drunk, and he talks to him, and he pulls out. Well, after he's talking to him, and he realizes this guy doesn't have the combination of the safe, he pulls out his little book. Favorite part. Which, at first, I thought was a book that the guy had there until I realized, oh, this is his book. He's reading about how to be a bad guy. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. He, he relies on this book. Yeah. He proceeds to uh, set the, the dynamite to blow up the safe and blows up everything but, but the safe. safe. Yep. Classic. He, he gives the, the bank teller a, a few steps on what to do, right? He's like, one, move over there. Two, open the safe. Three, do this, right? And the, the bank teller does one and three. And he's like, you, you forgot number two. And the bank teller says, oh, no, I didn't. I did that when you walked in. I'm like, oh, my God. I hate jokes like that. I really hate jokes like that so much. I don't think I even caught that when we were uh, watching. That was upset. I caught that. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, so after he blows this up, he obviously you're, he gets arrested by the the sheriff. Well, he tried to escape. You know, but. he tried to jump out of a window. <laughs> but. but of course, there were bars there. Yeah, he just goes head first into them. Yeah, yeah. and he's fine. Don't worry. And he, almost, he almost does get away. He gets on his horse, whiskey. But but what happens? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> he had the best horse. Well, whiskey has a you know a guilty conscience, and so he makes sure not to move. He's on. He's <laughs> he's not he's not help. He's not yeah, being helpful. He, he's not he being helpful. There. He just sits you know, in the dirt. <laughs> he just it's sits so there. 
I loved Whiskey. He might and be my no. favorite character. Oh, Me that's too. that's what that's what we said too. That horse is awesome. Oh. And uh, so then he gets he gets thrown in jail, and I believe this is where we then cut to the town. Yes. And we we meet Charming Jones and and her lovely father. He's he's lovely. Yeah, I guess he's he's, he's a little bit lovely. He's a, a lovely man. Rough. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he explains to her that he, there's, uh, he has to, she has to go get his money mm-hmm. from this other place. And the, she's going to go. So she, he puts her on the train. And she's going to be met by somebody in this other town. And she is just flirting up a storm. <laughs> yes, oh, she yeah. is. She's charming. <laughs> it's true. Charming. Guess, supposedly. And. And so we then get to see this other town and meet our, I don't even know what to call him, really. Hero? I, I don't know if he's the hero. <laughs> he's the escort. I'm just going to call yeah. him the escort. The, right. the third main character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, handsome Stranger, which is easily the names in this were, yes. were great. That's his name. <laughs> handsome Stranger. Oh, that's what they call you? What's your name? Well, that, that's, that's what my, my daddy, daddy, daddy gave me. And uh, and so we get we get introduced to his character pretty pretty quickly as he decides to help a woman across the street who does not need help across the street. Mm-hmm. And I, could I, you I, guys believe how busy this street was? Oh, it was popping. This town was yeah. popping. Why did they it build things so close? They they it it grew in the time. There were so many wagons going across. Like, where were they going? Yeah. Oh. They were delivering goods. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there really was, like, a lot yeah. of activity. But he, he got her across. Yeah, yeah. And, and left her on that side. And then we found I felt, I was like, this isn't going to be the end. We, and we don't really know much about his character yet. We're, nope. still, we're still kind of having that un, un, unveiled to us. Yes. It was a really weird interaction until you learn more about him later. Exactly. And so he proceeds to go talk to... Not really sure who this guy was, but he gets some information from him. He asks, he tells him where the saloon is. He's the telegraph guy. The telegraph guy? That's is that a, that was just a job back then. I would imagine he's I like the, the was... mailman essentially, or something. You know, like yeah, he was amazing. Actually, I take it back. The horse is not my favorite character. This guy was my favorite character. This guy's your favorite character. He was he was pretty good. So I I, I played my dad this scene because yeah. I loved it so much, and he my dad knew who this guy was um oh wow i guess he's acted in in certain things and he's actually he's had somewhat of a singing career also um so this guy i I didn't write down his name unfortunately but he has a a stutter a very severe stutter but i guess when he sings he it you know goes away away, which we've heard about before and he actually sings the music for this movie oh wow okay he does the song yeah that's that's which i think was really cool but his stutter is so hilarious not making fun. It's like there's a comedic timing to his stutter that just killed me. So I, I, I loved the scene. Yeah, and so he, he asked him a bunch of information. He asked where uh, the saloon is. That's where you can get some eat. And he ends up making his way over there. And we see him. I, I, this, this was, I, I just wrote this down because I love this part. Because he, he sits down to eat at the saloon. And they show his meal, and for a second I'm like, "Wait, this isn't normal. <laughs> why did why does he have such fancy food? There's uh, so much food too mm-hmm. in this like Western saloon. Yeah, a massive steak, the broken uh, spoke, three pounds, the broken spoke, and he's I love it because he's just sat down to. He looks like he's eating at a five star restaurant too. Like, but also, uh, the entire building is made of wood. Yeah. And he has like a table over his, it has like all the silverware yeah. on it. And But also what was he eating? It was just an entire plate full of like this weird like it was beans rock from steak. Australia of, of meat. It was yeah. kind of gross looking. It was nasty. Yeah. That was the like still old west part of it, I figure. Yeah. Um, but that's when the when the telegraph guy comes back. Did I did I mix this up? When does he re meet the woman? Is it before he goes into the saloon? Before he goes in, yeah. Because okay, because I thought it was back he... across the street. Okay, that makes sense. And in meets this woman at, who's being uh, carried up the stairs on a stretcher. 
as she needed to be on the other side of the street. So then she had to go back on her own and proceeded to get hit. The exact thing Arnold was trying to prevent. And we're like, okay, yeah, this guy is... What, why did you do that? And she sees him and flips. And she's like, she I'll kill goes you. ballistic. And then he goes in and gets his food. So while he's eating in there, the telegraph guy comes and... and uh, I... What does he tell? Does he tell him the train? He ready? tells him that the train is arriving uh, yeah. with the woman that he's supposed to with, meet. With Charm. And he's like, yeah, I heard it at a 10 mile crossing or whatever. And Arnold's like, oh, perfect. It's 10 miles away. I have time to eat my dinner. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, but 10 mile crossing is only a half mile away. He's like, that doesn't make much sense. I guess I better go now. And so he leaves to go meet the train. And then the telegraph guy eats his food. Did did we say why he was meeting her yet? Mm, not quite. We kind of put two and two together when they f- when they meet up because I didn't even. Oh well, we have the whole jail scene that will explain it too. I think we skipped that as well. But the reason Arnold's okay. character needed to meet up with um, Charming yeah. is because he owed her father a favor because her father had saved his our, life his life somewhere in the past. So I just wanted to like. Why he and he never clarifies what it was. No. What the the favor? The saving his life, right? It's yeah. just this like vague, yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. He goes into it. He explains what her father did for him. Who cares about that though? Oh, it's it's a it's an amazing story. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, well, okay, I go for it. Go for it. So uh, we find out remember. that uh, Handsome Stranger met Charming's dad in Denver um, a few years ago. Um, yes. And Handsome Stranger was being beaten up by a group of ruffians. Um, and Charming's father nursed him back to health. What we find out is that Handsome Stranger was on a horse trying to stop a team of runaway horses. I forgot this was Going through same. a town. Yes. And he, yeah, he, he grabs them, he stops them, and he halts the horses. And behind the horses is a fire station wagon with firemen on it and like what the hell are you doing like we're trying to put out that burning building and Arnold's like what I I saved your horses and I guess either them or the people who's building everyone I think everyone just beat the crap out of him for being (laughs) an idiot I I really think so if you haven't picked up on it this movie is about the worst villain matched up against the worst hero yes and just that, seeing what the outcome perfect. of that it's gonna be i love that <laughs> it's 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 genius yeah and once once it all kind of settles into place uh you you realize how great it is yeah and it just it shines in my mm-hmm. opinion oh this is this is the part yeah yeah so the mr avery who is the mayor uh he's the bank owner He's the bank owner. Mm-hmm. So he is having, so Charming Jones is, is going to collect money from Mr. Avery for her father. And so he comes up with a plan. I go to the jail and talk to one of the outlaws in there and try to get him to uh, steal my money back. Basically, he's going to give her the money and then he wants him to intercept it midway and then return it to him. Yeah, because if that, that happens, like it's kind of hands off yeah. to him. Like you can't trace it back to yep. him. It's like, oh, the money was lost, except it came right back to me. So exactly, smart plan. So he's trying to, he's trying to do a double. They're all they're all trying to do each other dirty, right? Um, so then uh, the outlaw. What do we want to call? It? Should we just call him Kirk Douglas? He's. The I think villain. this also might be the first. Okay, he's Cactus Jack too. I think this right. might be the first Kirk Douglas film I've seen. So that's an yeah. I was very confused. I was the whole time thinking this was Michael Douglas. Oh, that would be oh my god, he's old and he still has to be Hank Pin. Like, how does he do that? And I'm like, oh right, he's dead. Who only died a few months ago? This year, 103. That's baller. That's um. It's a long life. That's a long life. Yeah, and he yeah he he was a legend too. Yeah. Um, so he heads across the bar to get yes. a drink. He's free and he's getting ready for his mission. He's talking to size. He gets he he orders a whiskey, and then he throws it in his eye. I've never seen this before. Which, but I'm also not sure if this is not a thing that people do. Like, 
I've you know people take shots in different orifices of the body, and maybe the eye <laughs> is one of them. I, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah I couldn't I based on the tone of this movie, it seems like he's just an idiot, <laughs> as they all are. And because I think whiskey, the though. the people next to him look at him weird. Right. Right. And then he turns and he punches one. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> and then he, Why? And then he punches the other. They just kind of stand there and yeah. take it too. Right. And then the guy's like, here's a two by four and bangs him on the head. <laughs> and we're okay. There we are. We're moving on. Yep. The movie then, it kind of, we get into the second act essentially. I, I don't even feel like there's three acts in this movie. It's just, no, there's two set acts. It up and then just the, there's two acts that happens after this um so charming and handsome stranger go on their journey they're gonna go return the money back to her father and the villain is now in pursuit trying to stop them um and we just get to see every single different tactic he has to try and stop this single wagon with two humans on it and uh how does it go ethan (laughs) for him so we were sitting there and we're watching and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, is this, is this real? Is this real? This is Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah. And right there is when I fell in love because that is like one of the most genius ideas I've ever heard to make a real movie of that. And they continue to then execute that throughout the rest of the movie. The entire movie. I I don't, I don't remember the order that they happened in, but just then knowing how they were all going to play, uh, made it even more enjoyable to watch. Right. And Kirk Douglas delivered. Honestly, for such a goofy character, pretty well acted. Oh yeah. yeah, like very believable, very funny. Uh, I I agree. So he, he did great. I, I thought Arnold was really natural in yeah. this movie too. Like a lot more comfortable. A noted improvement. Yeah, he, he didn't have to do much. Thankfully, he just kind of. He did not. Just I, oh, I'm he gonna. He really just rode along in the wagon, whatever that is. It was barely even a wagon. Mm-hmm. Being a stone wall for people to talk to. <laughs> Yep, mm-hmm. and, and mostly charming, and also strong, mm-hmm. including lifting up the wagon from here to here. I mean, I've seen people do that with cars. That like, I know. I, I remember him being like, he was like amazed by it, and it was not that impressive. D- but so this was when what? they stopped to, they stopped for the night, right? Now, have yeah. we have we even mentioned? We haven't even mentioned. Charming is very into handsome stranger like oh, she wants well, him she, bad when when he meets her at the train they she's getting flirted with all these guys she sees him yeah. she touches his arm she strokes him and she is all in she's like yes not a fan and of that <laughs> he's either oblivious or or not interested or something but he just keeps brushing her off time and time again He's thick to everything. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and he plays it so well. Like, you. you and I, I don't take that as like Arnold being a bad actor and it comes off that way. Like, I, you can see his improvement. Yeah. Yeah. It just, whatever innuendos she throws at him, he takes it too literally and she just gets more and more frustrated throughout the movie. I love how his excuse is to keep going and getting wood. And that couldn't have yeah, been that's what he does. a coincidence. <laughs> no, I don't want to do anything do you with mean? you. I'm going to go oh, get the, wood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's He's actually, he had, a, he had a buddy over there. He was going to get wood. Oh. Well, that outfit he was wearing. <laughs> we, that really should have been the first thing I said. As he strolls into town in a bright blue outfit. Yeah. He looks just amazing, stands out. right? He just you he can't owns miss him. it. Yeah. He owns it. And so they they stay for the night and then they continue on your journey on their journey and he proceeds to try any number of tactics to stop them and fails every single time. 
and it's it's just a comical uh you know sequence of, of events that are then accompanied by the actual music right like the actual looney tunes music right that's right oh dude and like the oldest trick in the looney tunes book of painting the tunnel on the wall this was actually when i lost it like i this this took the movie down a couple pegs for me when he oh that was my favorite scene oh i hated that when he paints the tunnel on the wall and they they actually run through it he starts painting it i'm like maya you realize what's gonna happen right (laughs) you know what's gonna happen right because i'm like he's gonna go right through he's and then gonna crash into it and to see that in real in a movie yeah i was like they have they have dove so far into this like i love it they're getting crushed by the boulder getting chased by the boulder it's a live action cartoon it's yeah, a live action really cartoon yeah. and the the shot of where the boulder is like where the boulder rolls down the hill and then somehow goes backwards and right. chases him and then the the camera cuts and just keeps showing him over and over and then he's un- and then he's under it oh man see the janky I, the jankiness of the shots yeah <laughs> excuse me Bless you. <laughs> was something. I uh, I was really liking this movie. I I just, and this is just me personally. I just I didn't think it had to be so cartoony, and I still think it could have been just as funny and clever. When it got yeah. so like unrealistic and cartoony like that, I was just like, ah oh, man, like did we have to? If you really there? go back and look at it, he literally threw whiskey in his eyes. But I feel like that's possible. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it really gets into the extreme. I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it becomes wildly coyote from a hundred feet. I know, and I was like, oh, and God, okay, he, I see what this he's is. He's like, he's like hanging on the branch, and then the branch falls, and he hangs there, and then he li- they literally do this in the shot of him just like falling out of the screen. Yep. <laughs> the, the angles are where he's thrown from the horse into the water, and it yeah. like hard cuts to him landing in the water. It was pretty good ridiculous. Stuff. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Um, do we, how do we want to touch the the Indians? Oh, yeah, I don't know. So one of the most so racist, ridiculous, it's awful. depictions of Native Americans that I've ever seen. Horrible. It was painful yeah. every single time it was on the screen. Two white people playing uh-huh. the head Native Americans, uh-huh. and then actual Native Americans playing the. What did they call them? Apaches or something? Um, As during their they 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 have a battle, they pair they team up with the the villain to try to uh, assist him. The Braves, the Braves, and I still don't understand what happened here. And everybody just immediately fell off their horse and died. It was kind of funny though, (laughs) but yeah, it was because of how (laughs) ridiculous it was. That was the, I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna get like a battle scene, and then they all just fell and died. Uh, uh, okay, die, but they did died. They? Did they? I thought die? there was a line they couldn't cross. I think he said no. That was later. That was later. I literally think there were like oh, two. Two survived. <laughs> we can go on. Two survived. We can go. I'm like, what killed them? Right, right. They fell in the mud too hard. They just. Okay. They all just instantly fell in the mud. Here's my question though: with these two head. Yes. Chiefs, definitely talking racist, with a really racist definitely accent, insen- too. insensitive. Yeah. Yes, but they knew it, like, because the guy would—I don't know who this actor was, but he seems like he had yeah. been in things, and he had a very distinct voice and way of speaking, and he would hey. transition into that sometimes to where it like almost seemed like uh, obviously they knew like what they whining. were doing. It's not like they didn't want to hire Native Americans and then they yeah. hired white people instead. Like it was that was part of the joke. But it was so weird. I, I, I'm glad you said you said that because yeah, I did. I definitely noticed that too. And I was like, "Why are you doing this?" In 2020, made me uncomfortable. Yeah, and they yeah. did refer to them as Indians instead of like Native well, Americans. I, I just did too. That's, and I apologize, that's still but... a thing. That's still a thing that most people yeah. do. I've uh, yeah. I'm not gonna name people, but yeah, some Cleveland. people are very no. They're they're Indians, and it's like no, they are not. Right. I'm very. I, yeah. I feel strong about that. I don't know but, how they feel, but I yeah, it's stupid. It's not India, I bro. I didn't mean it insensitively. 
Oh no, you're good. I know. I know. Oh, no, I know no, you fine. didn't. No, that's not what I'm saying. I didn't at even all. realize that you said it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I'm no, it's all good. About it. I that's no, that's I, just. I, I think I, it's because we're referring to the movie, and that's what they yeah. like. That's what's going on in my head. I keep right. wanting to say Indian because that's what they referred to them in the movie, but it's like, I don't know. It was just. And, and so, in 2020. <laughs> if if we jump a little more at the end of this, like scene where they chase them, they ca- they almost catch up. Yeah, and they get really close. Yeah, but, but charming and the handsome stranger, they get just out of reach. Out of they get out of Indy, and and they just they can't go anywhere. One guy fell off his horse. He got thrown off his horse. And said, Get back over here. He went a little and past it. And the chief told him. <laughs> yeah. Huh? The chief told him, Get back over here. Yeah. Oh, Here's my God. Here's the thing, though. They had been tracking yeah. them since before they entered Indian County. We yeah. were introduced to these people a long time ago, and they only entered yeah. Indian County like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago at this point in the movie. So they had been tracking them since they left the town. What was up with, with them then? They weren't where they were supposed to be. Stupid. intentional plot holes stupid <laughs> there was there was uh there was one other trying to catch them moment that i believe i was happened also before this with the train didn't they mislead no, them with that was signs? after i think i think, I think we we're about to was that them. after yeah i think that was his last trick that because i remember i thought that's what that was like his last attempt so his yeah. last attempt is he gets some glue and they always make sure to show you it says glue. Get some oh, glue yeah. and puts it on the tracks. Some acne Or on the glue. like boards. And uh, obviously, handsome and charming. Ride right over it. And he walks over and he's like, oh, it's not sticking to my feet. Stands on there. Forgets. Shakes his head a little bit. And then is stuck. I was trying to... I was more interested in how is he going to get himself out of this. Yeah, me too. Like, dude, take your boots off. Oh, nope, you're really waiting. You can't take your boots off, so you're going to die because your legs are in your boots. But once again, the camera cuts, and he's now raised up multiple feet, way turned up around. Oh, yeah. Way up there. Attached to the train that's going five miles an hour. <laughs> I love that. And uh, screaming at the top of his lungs, I presume. Presume, and then next scene, he, he's not there anymore. So Always manages to get back ahead of them. Every yes, and I love it because it is so like a cartoon that just completely defies reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just knowing it was such an esteemed actor and Arnold, like right. it just I I haven't seen a lot of westerns, and there was just something. It was so ridiculous, as you said. Right. I, and I, I loved it. And we come I down, and, and he's been chasing him and chasing him and chasing him, and he gets to the. I guess he technically has one more goof. True. Gets right. to this little. Is, is this his house? Is it, was this the? It's her. I, house. I wasn't even. It's her. Yeah, her. I mean, her. Her house. Yeah. Yeah. Because her dad's not there right i don't know where he would be if he's waiting for her nope. to arrive probably at a specific nobody's, time nobody's there and uh he goes in and he finds all this gunpowder basically mm-hmm. it's taking all the gunpowder to the main house draws the line lights it and of course the fuse goes the other way <laughs> and the horse saves him of course mvp i'm telling you mvp <laughs> uh whiskey whiskey was whiskey the- Whiskey uh, was the most intelligent character. Easily. Easily. I think, yes, Proving horses I think are smarter than us. that is the award that he should get. Yeah. The most intelligent by far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the part where he tries to climb across the rope yeah. and the horse just says, nah, and just spits <laughs> it out and he swings, hits the wall. Um, I never got enough of it, really. And he does the, the great horse laugh, It kept too. going. It really kept... The, there was so many more goofs and gaffs than I thought there were going to be. I was like, oh, wow. We're yeah, still, I, okay, we're still doing yeah. this. That they, was like yeah. all of Act 2. Yeah. They were going to do know. all of it. I guess Act 3 is maybe like two minutes long because once they arrive is when we get into That's the, what I was going to say <laughs> earlier. Act 3 could technically be the last scene. Yeah. Which... I think that's fair. Just, I would have been disappointed if it was anything else. I would have been disappointed if it was anything else. So they finally meet, 
and he decides to just go for it. And he's like, I'm here. I'm taking the girl. I'm taking the money. And I'm going to ravish her. Yeah. And she says, okay. Finally, someone. Yeah. Someone who's assertive yeah. and knows what he wants. Yeah. She says, I'd pick him. I'd pick him. And then it's over. And that's why girls like the bad boys. End of and the then, story. And then he trampolines all over the place. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. He does. Oh, yeah. He does that proceed. That was insane. Too. And I love how you can see it so clearly sped up. Yeah. And I'm like, that was just a guy. They it put was replayed so backwards, too. <laughs> like, not only sped the up. The way this movie was shot and edited and mixed all I was thinking, even with the drone shots, is we could make a better movie than this. Yes, obviously. At least production quality-wise. Right. But like, I see a movie like this, and I'm like, what was this? Was this a theatrically released movie? Like, I think it was. Okay, because I couldn't even find a... a I, I gotta stop looking at just Box Office Mojo, but I couldn't even find a Box Office score, or, you know, earnings for it. This is definitely, like... A fun movie to talk about, for sure. It was goofy. It, it was, was not goofy. what I was expecting at all. There it. were a lot of little scenes to pick up on. Lots um, of little things. Lots of little things. Would you watch this again? Yes. I, I would not I would watch myself, this again. But I would show it to somebody. With somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch <laughs> was, it with somebody else. That was another thing I was going to say. I don't know if you guys remember, but when he's going into that whole story about when he met Charming's father, it's... Yeah. it's Tommy was so from the room esque when he's going into his story about how he met Lisa when he just he stops acting. He's like everything else disappears and he's actually like telling his real life stories like, yeah, so you know, I just I met her and she was so beautiful and 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 so anyways, uh I was riding on this horse. It's like, wait, bro, bro, come back to the movie. Like, what are you doing? Like I I, his performance his performance was brilliant, honestly. That that's how I felt. Yeah. Like he played that character so well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay, do we want to vote on the movie? Yeah, the I think. Movies. I think oh, should should I go? What order should we vote in? Um, that has a good question. I don't know. How do we? How do we? I think Maya picked first last time. I was she got say pole position. <laughs> Let's let Maya go first. Maya, what do you think? Okay. My thoughts are, it might, it's, it's definitely hard to choose because these are so different. Like one is a documentary and the other one is a movie. Yes. And are, um, hold on. are we ranking so this I, based on Arnold or on the movie itself? The movie itself. Whatever right? you want. The movie itself. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't know, it might just be my taste, but I tend to like documentaries. And so my vote is for... Um, pumping iron. Okay, that's Ethan, my vote. I'll let you go. Next. I'm up next. Um, I'm just gonna cut straight to the to the chase. I'm voting for the villain. I think okay. you knew I was gonna say that. All right, so we are. We I'm are happy one you one. went last because I feel last, like I have no idea what you're gonna. Last week it was three and zero. Uh, stay hungry. Absolutely beat. Whatever it was that first movie was that we watched. Hercules in New York. Hercules in New York, right. <laughs> of course, how could I forget? This is tough for me, honestly. I'm not sure. Because I, I do like both of these movies, which I couldn't yeah. say last week. I, I would say I didn't like both of those movies. I like both of these movies. Um, I laughed a lot during The Villain. But as I said, I kind of lost it when it got a little bit too cartoony. And I think I have to go with Pumping Iron. Fair. No, I knew that. I I had a I had a feeling that was going to happen. It's tough. And I hereby I hereby withdraw from this competition. From the show. (laughs) Oh man, that makes me Lou Ferrigno. Sure. I'm that height. You're third place. I think Pumping Iron had my attention more than the um, villain. Than the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Pumping Iron was amazing. It 100% deserves to advance, but yeah. something about the villain like resonated with me. I was more excited for Pumping Iron, but like I wouldn't watch that again 
Right. There is something about seeing all these buff naked men that just makes me feel weird. Nothing against them, but like, I don't want to be around that. I started. I, thought, I found myself like feeling my arms a bit. Yeah. Um, it makes the me movie. feel like a weird. Really? And I was like, mm-hmm. I have got nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I can lift anything with with these arms when they look like that. I, I just I think about how I feel to exist and imagine what it feels like to exist like that, and I don't want to feel like that. Like, there are people that like they can't put their arms together because they're so buff. I don't want that degree of mobility. But okay, this is what I wonder though. Do you think it feels good to be that? Do you think that feels good to be that enormous? Maybe not like depends. so big that you look like a balloon. But like if you're just like jacked, muscles like, feel good, like Arnold, right? Like I feel muscles like it, feel it's good. It's gotta be nice. I, I'll never know, and I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. It, you've got like testosterone and all this kind of stuff. I yeah, mean, there's a whole you, you bunch get going sensation. On. I know when I lift, it feels good. Even yeah, yeah. To a certain, yeah, to a certain degree, like exer- exercises, like your muscles are designed to to respond that way. So I, I can imagine. I just would not want to be that big. No, weirds me out. They don't look like people. They look like super people. At the end of this, we'll have to go back and look at the list of our our losing movies because I definitely don't think we should do I, I, a loser bracket. A loser's bracket, also. I think so too, because I don't think the villain deserves to be lumped in with hercules in new york i think that's a bit unfair oh my God. but that's no that's and that's why we, we should have. we should do a loser bracket so in the loser bracket the villain will go against hercules in new york okay oh maybe like we it. could do like a loser bracket goes against the, i don't know maybe the overall winner yeah I or do, maybe goes in the semi-finals like a double elimination kind of thing yeah, I, I think because like I think there's potential for the winner of the loser bracket to be a very good movie mm-hmm. with I with agree. how these things are going to oh, be yeah. ordered up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I but, still think like the one we'll get out of this one is probably going to be the best, but it would be fun to see which one that becomes and and to pit it against. Maybe like, we, we can do that at the end of because we're just doing one elimination so far yeah. for each movie. The brackets mm-hmm. we will do at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that'll yeah, yeah. be the final episode, and then we have we do have a, a surprise, or you know, a we have a surprise for for the final episode as well. Something that we're going to do that will be interactive um, for you watching. It will require your vote um, to decide who the winner is between the three of us. But we'll we'll let you know what that is sometime down the road. Um, we hope that you have enjoyed this deep dive into these two Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, Pumping Iron and The Villain. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. I just pulled it up. We have. The Jane Mansfield story and Conan the Barbarian. All right, here we go. Conan Do the Barbarian it. is when I'm, I'm, I'm in. Like that's that's where I'm starting to get stoked. Let us know in the comments what uh, which of these two movies is your favorite if you've seen them. I I don't anticipate many of you have seen these movies, and I guess if you haven't, then why are you watching this? But uh, for the future, if you can, if you're you looking can, for recommendations, this, yeah. this is the place to. Uh-huh. If you want to, to keep up with us, yeah, your homework for next week is the Jane Mansfield story and Conan the Barbarian. So please stay tuned. Please subscribe. Please uh, like this video if you enjoyed it. Please share it with your friends. Yeah. Um, we also do a podcast on this channel called the Hebrew Rebels Podcast where we talk about movies and video games um, in a little bit more depth. And uh, But yeah, I've got nothing else. My name is Jordan. And my name is Ethan. And my name is Maya. We are the Hebrew Rebels. Until next time. Bye. Charming.